Vidar and Catherine Ligard are the founders of safarimission.org. Vidar Ligard is also the author of A Fork in the Road, a book that gives you life lessons you were not taught in school and that the church did not tell you. And that is what Safari Mission Podcast is all about, teaching practical steps to personal growth and development. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Well, today we're going to talk about character. A person's character tells a lot about the person. And, you know, what do we look for? So I'm going to start reading Psalms 15 out of the Passion Translation again. Uh, I just like how that translation just brings things out that is just so clear to understand. I'm actually going to read the whole psalm. So Psalm 15 is a poetic song by David. And first is a question. Yahweh, who dares to dwell with you? Who presumes the privilege of being close to you, living next to you in your shining place of glory? And then the next uh, verse starts with the answer, and the rest of the psalm is the answer of who is close to God. They are passionate and wholehearted, always sincere and always speaking the truth. For their hearts are trustworthy. They refuse to slander or insult others. They'll never listen to gossip or rumors, nor would they ever harm a friend with their words. They will despise evil and evil workers while commending the faithful ones who follow after the truth. They make firm commitments and follow through even at great cost. They never crush others with exploitation, and they would never be bought with a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things will never be shaken. They will stand firm forever. Very good. You know, somebody said character mm -hmm. is what you do when nobody is looking. Yeah. Or your true character is not what you portray in public, and especially not on Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, it, it's who are we when we're having a difficult day? Yes. That because anybody can let the sun shine when the sun is already shining. We can all put a facade on when we are out and about. You know, you go to work, you can have a facade, but when you come home, your true character shines. You can we can all have a facade. We're up on the pulpit on Sunday morning or when we minister. But who are we when we are home with our families? You know, when we uh, look at um, and pick other, say, instructors for a school or say other ministry we want to be close to, what do we look at? We do not look at the anointing that they have behind the pulpit. We look at their family life and we see the character that they show in their families. If they do not treat their own family right, they're not going to treat God's family right. Right. Yeah, you look at family life. Uh, one thing I also look at is how do they treat the people that can do nothing for them in return? Yeah. How do you treat, uh, I don't like to use this phrase, but how do you treat the nobodies of society? Or how do you treat those that don't have an opportunity to do anything for you in return? Mm -hmm. um, I remember uh, somebody asked Brother Hagen, and Brother Hagen commented, uh, that's Dr. Kennedy Hagen, uh, how do you, how do you uh, find a good minister? What do you look for? And he said, well, I would go to their home. Mm -hmm. I would observe what's happening in their living room. Mm -hmm. 
then beyond that, I would I would check up on their bedroom, mm -hmm. on the private bathroom, mm -hmm. and I would go to the sock drawer and take a look at what's happening in the sock drawer. In other words, look at the most private things of, of these individuals to see what really happens. Mm -hmm. How do they talk in private about other people? Mm -hmm. uh, how do they think about other people in private? Mm -hmm. What does their generosity look like when nobody else is looking? Character is who you are when nobody else is looking. Mm -hmm. That is true. And you know, this Psalm says so many different things. And just going back into this, it says, they are always sincere and always speaking the truth. So just there, you know, if you have a person that says one thing to one person and another thing to another person, they're not speaking the truth all the time. You know, that just, means you're speaking what you want, what you think the other person want to hear. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't show any character. You must be able to speak the truth, whether that's what's going to benefit you or not. You know, you're not there to gain for yourself and, and just looking for opportunity to further yourself. You are there because you speak the truth, because you have something to give to other people. Yeah, I, I can think of networking events or you're, you're, you're out, maybe you've made an appointment with somebody mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you find another opportunity. So you cancel the first appointment and you set up an appointment because you, you think, oh, I, I got to speak to somebody who's a, who's a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And I often, uh, you know, you, you rub shoulder at networking events or, or social events where there's a lot of people. And you can see this with people that you start talking to one person and the moment you see another person show up, you leave in the middle of a conversation or you abruptly close down the conversation and you rush over to talk to this other person. Mm -hmm. Right away you know this is not a person that's going to stay stick to their commitments. They're not steady. They're not stable. They're right. you know they have they don't they don't they're not based they don't have the foundation of truth. They just have the foundation of I want to go here, I want to go here, what's going to benefit me most, and, and they don't have character to be faithful to the one they committed to, regardless of who that person was. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, character does not produce fair weather friends. Mm -hmm. you, you stay to your word, whether the sun is shining or the rain is raining. <laughs> and that's what it says here. Um, I want to just read it again. Uh, Let's see, they make firm commitments and follow through even at great cost. Yeah, that, that, that's a very good point. Uh, in the ESV, it reads like this. They swear to their own hurt and do not change. You know, there are times you make commitments, mm -hmm. uh, thinking that this is a good commitment to make. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you find out that it's going to cost me more than I thought right. to follow through on the commitment. Right. And then you want to go back and renegotiate the commitment. Right. No. You you swear to your own hurt and you don't change. Yeah, you gave your word. What's right. your word worth? The worth of an individual is shown by how much is your word worth. Right. If people can't depend on your word, yeah. then people can't depend on you. Yeah. If people can depend on your word, then people can depend on you. Yeah. So, so the value of your word and the value of you, it, it goes together. Your yeah. character is shown, in other words, by how dependable is what you say. Mm -hmm.
um, I want to read, we're here in Psalms 15, mm -hmm. but Jesus talks about making oaths uh, in Matthew chapter 5. He says, uh, you've heard it say of those of old, you shall not swear falsely. But then Jesus says it like this. He says, no, well, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Uh, I remember one time I had a person who was who was trying for me to get me to sign something in order to make a commitment. And I said, no, I'm not signing that. I gave you my word. And if you can't trust me based on my word, and you can't, then my signature is not no value either. I'm not signing. It wasn't a legal contract or anything like that. It was somebody who wanted me just to sign on a, on a commitment that I was making. I refused. No, let your yes be yes or your no be no. Right. And that builds trust because if you continually promise and you continually deliver that promise, people start trusting you. That builds trust. And the opposite is also true. If you continually promise something, but you continually break your promise, that builds distrust because you haven't proven that I have a reason to trust you. Yeah. You know, and so I, you know, I have friends and, and every time they commit to something, they always follow through. There is no exception. I mean, they're better. If there was an exception, they're on their way to the hospital because something happened because they are always true to their words. So they built that trust. So when they say, let's meet here at 10 o'clock, I know they'll be there at 10. So I'm going to be there at 10. Right. And we have built that trust. Because they've proven again and again they're faithful. They're faithful to their word. The same thing is true with other people. You know, they never show up when they agree to show up. So guess what? We have an appointment. And I'm like, I'm not sure if this person is showing up. And if that happens many times, guess what? I'm not going to show up at all. I'm not going to even commit to showing up because the other person is not trustworthy. The other person hasn't built that trust because they have built distrust instead. And when you have distrust, why should I associate with people who cannot be trusted? Because they say something and you don't know if that's the truth, if they're going to follow up on what they said. Right, right. You know, the, there were people in the Corinthian church that had questions about some of Paul's commitments. He said he was going to come show up. And they're like, this guy is waiting, is lingering. I don't think he's going to come. And so Paul writes to them, 2 Corinthians 1.18, and he says, As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. Mm. He says, as surely as God is faithful, mm. our word to you does not waver between yes and no. Mm -hmm. And here's an important thing to understand regarding faith and being able to trust God. Mm -hmm. uh, when your own word is trustworthy, you will have less of a challenge trusting what God has said because you're already placing value and weight on words. Mm -hmm. you, you put weight on your own words, you make sure your own words are weighty. You know, sometimes you hear of a person, when he says something, their words are weighty. What does that mean? That person has built a reputation of following through on their words, and you know, they don't have to shout, they don't have to scream, they don't have to make a lot of noise and all of this. They've said something, and you know, you can take that word to the bank, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And that's what Paul is saying here, as surely as God is faithful, we should be reflections 
of our God. Mm -hmm. And our word, we should show the same faithfulness that God is showing. And Paul is saying, as surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. Exactly. And, and you know, God cannot lie. It's not in his nature to lie. And if we're going to be like God, if we are, you know, if we have his nature in us, we should strive to be like him. We shouldn't be lying. We shouldn't be wavering. We shouldn't go back and forth. You know, even James, when he talks about praying, but talks about a wavering man, not like being steady, but he's tossed by the wind like the sea is. You know, it, it, it really tells you should, that man cannot expect to get anything from God because he's not steady. He's not firm. And, and so it comes again and again and again in the scripture. I don't think there's any uh, dispute about what the scripture really says about let your yes be yes and your no be no, that your words have power and your words are important just by just like God's nature, you know, he cannot lie. And if we have God's nature in us, we should not be lying. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, you know, if you go to the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not lie. That's one of them. Yeah. And and, uh, and so how important is our word and the promises that we make to other people that just shows the character that is in us? Yeah. And if you want to think about how to build a strong business, mm -hmm. it's the same. There is a faithfulness in the level of service. Yes. And there's a faithfulness in the quality of product that comes forth from, from a good business. Yes. That has to do with character. Yes. So if the manager is feeling like you're having a bad day, you don't work at 50% because you don't feel it right that day. No, yeah. you, you produce high-level products and high-level services no matter whether the sun is shining or the rain is raining. Yeah. And you, you just decide to, it's just, it should be your character. It should be the character of your business. You know, I, you know, especially here in, in Kenya, I've come across so many times, I go to have something made, which is great. You know, they, there's a lot of good handcraft things here. And I make my first order somewhere. It could be furniture, it could be uh, something printed, it could be all kinds of things. And the first time they do a phenomenal job and the price is right. The next time, and it baffled me, you know, because where we're from and in business world, you learn that the most important customer you have is the repeat customers. And, and businesses fight to, to keep a, a, a faithful customer because they know how hard it is to get a new one. It is so much cheaper to retain a customer than it is to try to get a new one. And so, you know, you know, in business world, you learn that um, you get discounts to a faithful customer. That's why you have these uh, loyalty points. You know, if you go to a certain store, you get loyalty points. You can get discounts because they know how costly it is to keep you. But then I've gone to so many other, you know, uh, smaller, uh, you know, stores. Uh, establishments yeah businesses. or you know people who do things like different kinds of businesses and the the more you keep coming back the service gets goes lower the quality goes down and a hundred percent of the time when that happens to me I don't go back I find a new one which I don't like it because that's more effort on my part I'd like to stay loyal to the same person who is printing me something or making something of a furniture or something like that. 
but they are not staying faithful to the service they started providing. And, you know, they lose me as a customer as a result. And they might not realize how costly that is, but it is very costly. And the reputation goes down because then I am going to speak about that to my friends. If I consistently get good quality and good price, I'm going to talk about that to my friends. And if, if that goes down, I'm going to say to my friends, don't go there. And, you know, we learned in business class that... One person is going to tell, when it's a negative thing, it's going to tell at least seven other friends about it. So you didn't just affect me as a customer, you affected me plus seven more. And then when they hear that rumor, guess they're going to talk to their friends. And it just is a ripple effect. Yeah, negative negative PR spreads much more quickly yeah. than positive PR. So right. it's very important that you, you, you keep up the positive product or the high high quality product and the high quality high quality service. Mm -hmm. uh, what else can we say about character? Um, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, not being able to say no or being able to say no uh, to money when a deal is not right. Exactly. And that's a big one because, you know, the Bible talks about who do you serve? Do you serve God or do you serve mammon, which is money? And, and you know, there are times when we've had investment opportunities. Sure. Uh, we were approached and, 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 you know, but the business we were approached to invest into um, is doing things we do not um, well, approve of. Approve of is, is a better word than yeah. like, because it's not just like, but we are, yeah. we are, uh, we think that their practices are evil. And therefore, yes, could we make money? Yes, but we would also support evil ways of doing business. You know, God loves good business. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying good business. Yeah. Good business is, is always a deal where all parties benefit. Yeah. If you plant uh, in a farm good, healthy produce and you sell good, healthy produce, it's good for everybody. But there are those that they cut so many corners mm -hmm. that the product that they sell is actually contains a lot of harmful ingredients. Mm -hmm. Well, are you going to support that? Mm -hmm. um, I remember back in the U.S. Today, there's a wave of uh, narcotics being permissible. Mm -hmm. And I know of believers that are getting involved in marijuana businesses, mm -hmm. chat businesses, weed businesses. Mm -hmm. Well, the product you're involved with is doing more harm than good. Mm -hmm. Why would a Christian be involved in a tobacco business where you know you're harming people in this business? Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. You can make a lot of money in tobacco. Mm -hmm. You can make a lot of money in weed. You can like make a lot of money in marijuana. Those are easy areas to make lots of money. Mm -hmm. But my character and my ethics is more right. important than the money that is involved in these things. And so... We've turned out opportunities to make good money because, yeah, maybe we would make money, but there are other parties in this transaction that would not be helped by the transaction. Right. So we won't do it. Right. And, and, you know, that's where it comes back to what that's why the Bible talks about. Who do you serve? Who is your master? Is it money or is it God? Because that's going to, when you come to these crossroads and everyone gets there at some point, 
Are you just going to go for the easy money? Are you just going to go follow the money? Or are you going to follow God and His principles and, and, and to promote His uh, work on the earth, you know? And so, yes, there might be times you have to let go and say no to business opportunities, investment opportunities that would have bring, brought you money just because you know that the, the, the activities going on or the industries, it's not good. It's not a good thing. And so what principles do you stand on? Right. What's more important to you? Is it money or is it to do good? And when they are conflicting, that's when your character will show. Yeah, and, and it really comes back to a couple of things. One is the fear of God mm -hmm. in our life. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is having a larger faith in God that he is able to prosper and bless than I am in the glamour and the splendidness of what looks like a good deal. No, I, I place my trust in God. Uh, I place my trust that God is the one who will promote me. Yeah. when I consistently do the right thing mm -hmm. day by day. Right. Yes. And so that's when character is shown. What do we do when we think no one is looking? What's happening behind closed doors, inside a family? You know, how do you treat other people with respect or not respect? You know, how? And those are, that's when character is showing all those things. So how do you treat people who can't return the same favor to you? And, and that's how character is showing. And But you know what? God always sees us. Yeah. And that's what it says. You, you swear to your own hurt. In other words, you, you get yourself into a situation where the pressure is on to compromise. Mm -hmm. And you don't change when the pressure is on. Right. When you're under pressure, people are trying to hurt you. People are trying to damage you. You're still in the business of blessing people. Right. Your character is shown not on a sunny day, but it's shown on a rainy day. It's shown when you don't feel well. Yeah. It's shown when you're, when you're under great pressure. You then still have the backbone to show godly character when the pressure is on. Right. If you will build that and then place your trust in God, then God will be the one that is promoting you. So I would say build strong and good character because it will outlast anyone and anything else that happens out there. That's right. So make a decision today, make a choice today that your character will be like what it talks about in the Bible and then you'll stand firm on the right things, on the truth, and don't waver when it becomes difficult. God bless you. Well, that's it for today. Watch out for our next episode with teachings from Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Like, share, and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages at Safari Mission. You can also visit our website www.safarimission.org or call us at plus 254-74-1777-805 to know more about Safari Mission and how you can get yourself a copy of Vidar Ligard's book, A Fork in the Road.